I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Wednesday, ready to do, well, a little something different. We'll do some podcasting, but... You know, it's been a while. Uh, I think the last time we recapped the TV show was uh, Walking Dead, and then we didn't get to do the finale because that Rona hit, and mm-hmm. they couldn't film. And don't nobody know when anything coming back. Right. And then, of course, people, you know, there's been other shows we watched during the summer. And people were like, oh, y'all should recap that. You know, me and Bossy recapped Insecure. That's over, you know. Mm-hmm and um i've been watching i may destroy you but i'm like you know i watch it on my own time don't feel like reviewing and recapping it but um yeah we were were like this lovecraft country show looks interesting yeah when i first seen the previews i was like okay that looked interesting so we're gonna recap lovecraft country uh we watched episode one we'll get into that in a little bit you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher y'all we would like to read some this saturday so if you haven't left us a five star review and especially if you want to see what has been pressuring us to give reviews and stuff for shows and you don't even leave five star reviews that's terrible leave us a five star review horrible um but yeah we uh leave us a five-star review uh the official weapon of the show is the taser and unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme and uh yeah no bullshit let's just get right into it okay i don't even have musical uh musical cue or anything uh because uh you know it's not really like a theme song for this yet but um yeah it's episode one of lovecraft country um and it's called sundown directed by yan demange uh and of course teleplay by misha green um before we get right into the recap i forgot uh karen what did you think about like the show as an idea not the episode but just the the concept of the of the show and the series and what made you want to review it oh I, I I I came in with a clean slate. I don't know nothing about the background. I hadn't read the book, so everything is like a fresh, clean slate to me. I didn't even know it was based off of a book until other people started saying it was based off of like a book. Um, I actually, when I seen it, I was like, "Ooh, black people!" Um, and they doing things, and I realized I the cinematography was gorgeous, and the black people were pretty. Um and well shot and i was like oh they did my damn invested some money into this mm-hmm. and so for me that's what caught me over anything I, I, that's the truth i was like oh i mean black people was doing things and i may destroy you it's been a bunch of stuff with black people doing things I, I, you I, haven't I, decided to want to watch them or review them that's true no, no. so what was different about this because of um the girl from underground uh johnny smollett yes i really missed that show i missed that show a lot i i get sad every time i think about the potential on where they were going to go with the show and what they were going to do with the show and i've been kind of missing that actress and so when i seen it i was like oh she was in my she was in my shit i was like this might fuck around and be good mm-hmm. and so from that was the that was the biggest thing that kind of sealed my choice and and yeah i know they have other black shit and other pretty black people that they shoot beautiful things on mm-hmm. but 
but this right here that was the biggest thing that made me decide that it was worth my time even though it's hard yeah and at first i didn't really know um that it was horror mm-hmm. um and i think jordan peele like executive produced or has mm-hmm. something to do with it and so because as wild as it may sound because i'm kind of familiar with jordan peele and his work i was like oh okay i can watch this i know this isn't going to be that horror gore i know that the horror is going to have a purpose behind it mm-hmm. and it's not going to be horror just for the sake of horror or just for the sake of shock and so for me i've seen several of his movies and so since i've seen several of his movies of things he has had a you know connected with i felt comfortable like okay i know i might it might be jumpy or it might be quote-unquote scary but it to me i i look at his stuff similar to i look at sci-fi and i remember you was like well how can you watch sci-fi because in my mind i could separate it and so i i kind of look at like oh this is going to be something sci-fi this is going to be something that's more kind of out of this world type of thing or the world is going to be like a a different world or the world with the twist on it and i like stuff like that yeah horror to me is one of those genres where i don't really like i'm not a big horror fan but i don't run from it necessarily but i'm just not a huge fan of it because i feel like of all the genres it's the one where you don't you can make the least amount of sense and people will still like it and i don't like that feeling you know like i know people that love midsummer um but i watched midsummer and when i got i was just like a lot of this shit just was weird and didn't make sense it just looked creepy and gory and stuff but but i you know i got to the end i was like i don't like the plot to me there were too too many instances of we would have just left or whatever the fuck right anyway um but uh misha green who was the showrunner for this she was the showrunner for underground oh see that i didn't know yeah so her and journey smollett were getting back together to do something like this you know hopefully this makes people that didn't see it go back and watch underground which is a really great series and i think uh you know uh it's not really that their fault like it's not a ratings thing wgn no. got bought right and, it was one of the highest rated shows at the time actually yeah it wasn't a rating thing wgn got bought and they basically was like we're not renewing this and if anyone wants to buy it for us they have to pay an exorbitant amount to get the show on another network right they made it where it was basically almost impossible to resell it right so um misha green was a big selling point to me because i love underground so much um and then um you know the cast and stuff uh is obviously a a huge sell um because um you know in addition to just uh journey smollett um jonathan majors uh was in one of my favorite movies from last year uh or maybe two years ago uh the last black man in san francisco that movie's so good okay and his performance in it is just ridiculous and honestly if you sprinkle black people in some shit i will watch it like it's pretty much like it's not that complicated it for me anyway like if you sprinkle a lot of black people in uh certain things it's like i will give it more of a chance than i would have if there weren't a lot of black people in it very like you know um and that's no you know no shade to these other shows Mm -hmm. and stuff but you know so i was kind of hyped about that um and then um you know michael uh uh um michael k williams courtney b vance ingenue ellis like it's just so many fucking 
people in this shit in the cast that you know uh it was crazy the trailer was dope uh and then i have watched some horror series before or or like however you would call it like true blood obviously Mm -hmm. penny dreadful um i heard that was good the strain so there's like that's the thing i i will watch things like i i i I watched the strain from the beginning from the first episode to the last episode right so there was just a lot of stuff and then hbo like hbo don't really put out no bullshit so you know it wasn't gonna be like a budgetary thing or you know like oh we get halfway in and we go ah this they didn't really take the time or put the money in this and now this is trash so those are the things that really made me want to watch it um and uh hopefully it's some some dope epic shit i believe uh the first season might be eight episodes so we'll see uh recap all eight um but yeah this episode is called sundown um and what do you think about this episode in general before we get into the breakdown i loved it i i loved it i i I had a ball from the beginning to the end of it. Um, I didn't, because like I said, I didn't know anything, so I didn't know what to expect. But as it went on, I was like, okay, this is the era, this is the time. And it was kind of easy for me to adjust to what was happening, what was going on. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, uh, complex for me to dive in. It wasn't confusing at all. Like they set their rules and they kind of stuck with their rules yeah i loved it as well it was interesting though because i came into this also cold i've never read h uh lovecraft uh county the the novel i've never really grew up on hp lovecraft stuff even though uh hp lovecraft's imagery and ideas have infiltrated everything anyway so if you like aliens if you like you know a lot of science fiction stuff if you like horror a lot of that stuff is off of his influence now the Mm -hmm. thing about hp lovecraft is that he was a raging racist oh yes so uh and like super racist um and the show kind of hits that dead center where they're just like in your face and so there's some meta commentary going on in the show that is essentially saying like we know the person who originated this is a quote-unquote flawed man racist man and like who uh, all these ideas of monsters and all that stuff but that doesn't mean that black people can't find a home or inspiration to do their own thing within this world this universe um that he's so wholeheartedly wanted to keep us out of you know um and so there's like little easter egg type things that happen um you know um within there that are actually direct shots at hp lovecraft and stuff and it's a huge deal because hp lovecraft is such a big deal that like there's there's a writing award named after him where they give um the writer of the year the bust of him and there was a controversy over that like one a black writer won that award and was like you know i have i'm happy to be acknowledged but i have to think about i have this head of this racist in my house now right you know what i mean so like uh apparently he was a piece of shit so uh <laughs> on some like he lo- like he thought hitler was pretty cool you see what i'm saying like so um yeah we'll see how the first i, I was 10 uh looks like it's 10 episodes so yeah the first season being 10 episodes you know hopefully it'll be a fun ride but yeah uh i i loved it uh watching it the second time is when i picked up on some of that extra commentary and uh just you know it looked so great the acting was great um some of the plot stuff was very 
coincidental or convenient but mm-hmm. we'll see where that goes because i'm assuming they they want to get us to a destination and they're not really fucking around on certain things yeah. it's like okay so y'all knew they were heading to this house let's just go you know as opposed right. to you know the making it longer and longer so all right let's get into the scene by scene breakdown uh so it starts and it's a dream like and i didn't know what was happening it's like an old-timey black and white movie i was like we going to 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 the war like it the only thing missing was like the voice of the old radio guys that used to do like propaganda films back then Ah. the the year is 1947 yes (laughs) and we're back at the war yeah (laughs) give them hell boys like it was that was the only thing missing from the uh audio and uh and it's so it's like a dream from a movie black and white movie reel and the movie set seems to be world war ii and there's this black like contingent of soldiers that are fighting in the trenches of world war ii killing these like germans or whatever and our main character is one of the soldiers and we see him killing people shooting up people shooting shit and um his name is atticus we found out later and he's just kicking some german ass you know just some fast twitch muscles all up on them germans okay giving them what for um and so he gets out of the um like he has some moves like he gets out of the trenches and you give him a little razzle dazzle crossover you know saying pulling bullets out of everywhere and then the motherfucking camera pans out and you see that this is like a fucking science fiction landscape yeah like i was like are we on another planet yeah his little shit wasn't nothing like it like he i thought he had some little moves he got out there and when it zoomed out i was like he don't got nothing for this motherfucking uh I'm like i don't know what he think he doing yeah like 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 he don't have nothing for these flying saucers they had the motherfucking walking things from war of the worlds shooting lasers down on people aircrafts i'm not yeah spaceships was in the air with bright lights on the ground yeah flying saucers uh that uh cthulhu i think that's how you pronounce it the tentacle monsters that had the wings and they look like fucking giant squids that can fly and shit that motherfucker was in the air um and then remind me of them old school uh what the like the creatures were going to fight godzilla yeah 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 those are that's what it's based on oh that's what i'm saying those hp lovecraft stuff is the imagery is in everything oh okay so okay all like all this shit we like that he came up with people use and it infiltrates you know the way we design creatures and all that shit and then Mm. of course he hated niggers but let's not get sidetracked on him hating niggers okay that is just a thing you can still be creative and hate those niggers if we're being fair every white man did back then and most of them still do now so uh (laughs) we see who votes for trump come on uh but yeah and then uh there's a voiceover happening in the background that is like about the story of jackie robinson um but it can also be considered like an overlay for this action scene yeah and something else that i thought was really uh neat was at the beginning it was in black or white and then once they kind of pan out and and like the world quote-unquote opened up to what was happening behind him i love how it slowly changed to like a techno color it was color but it wasn't like right standard color it was like, like a, an explosion happened and then color fills in yes and i really that was a beautiful transition yeah and so that you know 
uh that overlay with the voice was um you know for jackie robinson but also kind of for atticus um and so a fucking uh woman floats down out of one of the flying saucers and she's got like pink skin she's obviously not human and she hugs him and she says some alien shit in his ear that i don't know if he understood i don't know if he speaks it or what but before he could even answer uh she uh turns him around and when he turns around one of those fucking cthulhu monsters is there with his tentacles and his mm-hmm. jaws open and he he's about, about to, to eat be lunch him. yes uh it was like mm, black people i've never had one of these and then <laughs> before you tasted looking uh looking morsel right and so the the creature gets split in half from jackie robinson's back yes and that was a cool visual Mm -hmm. and then of course you know jackie robinson's every nigga's hero back then uh and he's he like walks up to him and you know dudes are like oh my god jackie robinson thanks for saving me and shit and then as he uh does that the creature is knitting itself back together in the background and it lunges at jackie again and jackie lines up like he's about to hit a home run and we hit a crack at a bat and then the dream is over yes that was really neat when it started stitching i was like oh we we can reanimate or regenerate i was like oh i was like this is gonna be like a fight fight right um but we wake up and it's like that dream is over so that's it's not gonna be a fight fight no. that was him flipping the fuck out or uh, just reading yeah. the back i thought i thought well oh we getting ready to fly we getting ready to flash step we gonna have bunkai i was like okay let, let's go we're gonna have people with animal heads i was like where's we going to go with this yeah it was very anime like and it just yes. it, and it just didn't make any like to me i was like what the fuck is this series <laughs> that's what i like what the fuck was that so when he woke up i was like oh okay kind of thank god because that was too much like (laughs) it's like they just threw everything in a blender threw us in the middle of it and was like this is a tv show it's like this is not a this doesn't make no sense i was like they're gonna have to explain shit because this don't make sense so he wakes up and he's in the back of a bus and he's falling asleep while reading a book and a black woman is uh he's in and he's in the very back row and the black woman's like a row ahead of him and sees that he's woken up and she's like hey that was just us passing that bump was just us passing over a bridge like that's what woke you up and we just uh reached the promised land like we finally out of the south and you can see a sign in the back that says kentucky leaving kentucky and he gives the the sign a middle finger and says basically like you know fuck jim crow like (laughs) goodbye to kentucky and old jim crow um and then she gives him a knowing glance and then as it's driving the bus engine blows a gasket and they have to pull over on the side of the road um and while they're pulled over um tick uh, as he goes by atticus uh him and his black woman you know are among a group of people with white people obviously in the front of the section of the bus because the back of the bus was for colored people and so <laughs> yeah and and that was like you know that that's real but it was jarring to see because like i said i'm being introduced for the world to the world for the first time so i was like oh so we going back back and in an interesting way it's like in his dream under the fighting all these monsters and shit he was almost more free mm-hmm. and had more agency than real life when he woke up in the back of a colored section of a bus right it's like in this dream and in this story he could be free in a certain way that he could not be 
um in real life so he wakes up they get off the bus he's reading the book um wait waiting on uh someone to come either you know fix the bus or whatever well no one's coming to fix the bus a truck comes to give everybody a ride everybody who is white and i remember thinking when he was sitting there and the white people were talking amongst each other ignoring them and i said they're not gonna give them a ride are they (laughs) you know what maybe i maybe i i I forget because i was like okay i was like well maybe they're gonna put them on last because i kept thinking i was like oh 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 they got to walk walk oh i was like and then it made sense why he was like let me get your bags because he already he was like yeah we're gonna walk and i'm not well, gonna let interesting, this lady carry her bags what's interesting is that it didn't seem like it ever occurred to either of them that they would be on that truck like they didn't even seem disappointed or let down it just seemed right. like these white people are not gonna let us on that seems pretty obvious well i guess uh we'll be walking because a colored ticket you know they we can't they can't make a colored section of the back of a truck right you know um and so they get to walk in and she asks him about the book he's reading the book is called the princess of mars and it's one of the john carter books uh john carter is that movie uh we saw that ha- had my man take uh taylor quiche uh um uh, who was in uh, friday night lights mm-hmm. it was a really really it tanked it was really bad yes it was it did horrible at the box office it the lost. previews were beautiful though but the movie was like mm-mm. it was the summer of quiche where kitsch where we were like i was rooting for him i still root for kitsch me too but uh he had like three major flops in like three months and he ain't, it ain't been the same for him mm-hmm. on the streets so um the princess of mars was um also the woman who came down i'm assuming the woman who came down in the flying saucer that hugged him in his dream was that character from the john carter book okay right um so then uh they have a great conversation between him and this black lady uh, as they as they're walking and he's carrying her you know carrying her bags with her um and she's like what's the book you're reading and stuff and he's like yes uh princess of mars it's about john carter uh it's a book it's these books based on this uh general in a in the virginian army who fought during the confederate war he hides from some i believe it was apache indians in a cave and i think he said apache and the cave magically teleports him to mars and he becomes like a warlord in mars right and uh and she was like okay but that means he fought in the confederate army and he's like yeah she was like so you reading a book about somebody that fought in the confederate army that means he fought for slavery you don't get to put it because he said he was an ex-confederate soldier she was like you don't get to put an x in front of that like you fought for slavery you can't be a good person basically uh it's kind of like voting for trump message um and then he says (laughs) stories are like people loving them don't make them perfect you just try to cherish them overlook their flaws and she's like yeah but the flaws are still there you Uh, can't wash them away you can't make them go away you they stare you in your motherfucking face 
yeah and something that i i actually really like particularly like once they're past kentucky and all the walking and things and all the racism it's one of the things where it kind of in my opinion it emphasized the fact and we're probably gonna go this is the the theme for a lot of this episode for me it emphasized the fact that a lot of the the bullshit that people up north kind of hang their hat on like racism mm-hmm. ain't up here kentucky ain't the south my nigga you know uh, well they left kentucky oh they, so they, they had crossed over from kentucky okay so they were north of kentucky even at this point right and it still was racism right so it it, it showed the point that when people want to act like the south is just racist and nowhere else in fucking america has racism has white people has people with bias none of that 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 shit is only in the south this kind of debunks that all together and people yeah, that the, live in these live in these black people that live in these areas know this but i just like it being presented to where oh no we're gonna show you that this shit was everywhere the rest of this show does none of this show that we watched takes place in any part of the south right so that's what's interesting like all the like this is i love it because it's so true to life and there is that misperception of well yeah it was racist in the south back in the old days jim crow and this that and others like no in the north there just weren't as many black people to be racist too in certain areas right and in the areas where there were a lot of black people look what they did with redlining and um you know the way they took advantage of people's living situations the lack of employment look what they did in chicago uh like this it's not like it was better so i i think this just was a different type of race and actually it may have been better than the south but it was just different it wasn't like and up here the white people are just completely different and understand like no 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 and most of them actually didn't care about what the south was doing until the niggas moved in and then they had a motherfucking problem right so uh but yeah she definitely was woke that was that was a woke black woman back then she was keeping them high standards on that fiction she was like i'm gonna write several think pieces on john carter tonight come on you could tell she she was a dignified black woman mm-hmm. she was she was not feeling it she was like mm-hmm. you don't get to put an x in front of that message <laughs> so then um <laughs> um he talks about loving those stories and how little negro boys from outside of chicago don't get to do those adventures and dreams and stuff that you know um happen in these books so there is escapism which is interesting because we know this series is going to be about a little boy from outside chicago getting to do a bunch of adventures and dreams and shit mm-hmm. um but uh against the backdrop of black life in america is in a, a dangerous adventure every time you leave your door yes sir um so yeah um he 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 talks about that and then she says uh unless they join the army then they can go on adventures and he was like i didn't join the army to go on adventures i did it to get away from my dad and now that's weirdly ironically what's bringing me back is my dad and she was like oh no did he die and she he was like nah he's just been missing and you know i just came back to find him uh and then we go to chicago that's the next lane so in chicago uh it starts with different characters we don't like start with atticus we start with uh courtney b vance who's laying in the bed loving up on his woman mm-hmm. <laughs> and her hair's everywhere and she is just chilling 
mm-hmm. they was having that old uh it was, it was uh ingenue ellis and they were having that just that you know old married couple you know like lazy day laying in bed might have sex and hope the kids don't hear his type of type of morning <laughs> he was feeling kind of frisky as they say uh but yeah they're laying up in bed and his name is george freeman and her name is hippolyta um freeman and so he's laying in bed with his wife and she's like i don't what, that's like old black name that's that's a good one hippolyta. all the names are yes. all the names are uh which is weird because they're also all like greek and shit to some oh. extent you know atticus is a old like greek roman these old names leticia um uh hippolyta and it's kind of weird because some of these names phased out but um uh a lot of t- there's like certain phases of names that black people used to have and for different reasons much of them being about respectability mm. um like you know doing whatever you can to kind of wrap your child in what you think might help make give them a slight chance to be safe and so you would name them after these like white people things a lot of black kids get named after like general sherman and like mm-hmm. you know to be like they're american don't kill my baby please okay listen right. okay don't shoot my baby in the face <laughs> right hey don't hang my child greek goddess here greek goddess let's not let's not take disrespect my, my little girl you know so um but yeah I, I mean there may be deeper meanings to the names as well but i don't know those um so uh she could feel them staring at the back of her head in the bed and she's like uh you waiting I, you waiting on your wife to get up and cook breakfast and he is like Mm-mm, i waiting on something different you know what i'm saying trying to eat a little something else up in here <laughs> they had that old school loving that shit was hilarious and he said he has to leave to go on the road tomorrow for the guide the guide is the guide book the guide book in this universe is basically the green book the green book is an underrated movie that black people hated from two years ago that won an oscar <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah he so in this message world, right, <laughs> yeah in this world message in this world um george freeman actually uh is like i guess the arbiter the creator of their green book and it's just called the grind the guidebook and he his job is to go out and explore the world to explore america find the safe places for black people to eat to live to whatever when you're traveling just to lodging hotels so that black people have a place to stay and they don't just go into like a sundown town and get killed or you know stay uh stay in some place and be taken advantage of um where they can like travel and get a meal because for black people you could be on the road driving there's the same just before siri Mm-mm, right you didn't know where you was at in some places of the country yeah it's before google maps and shit so uh you could be driving and it might be the only place you can eat for the next two hours or you know on this highway there's only one place that will serve black people there's only one black owned place where you can stay or get gas right and in sundown towns and stuff you can't just pull over on the side of the road and stay in your car you can't just um go park in a hotel uh parking lot or something like that you could get killed literally over that so um that's his job and so he has to go out on another 
um trip tomorrow road trip to 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 find some more stuff for the guy to make sure the details are are the same to make sure the things that he said hasn't changed because you have to update this book all the time because mm-hmm. hey some changes come up and now it's like you go you to this people in the wrong direction yeah you go to this hotel it's whites only now you know so uh he starts trying to get some of that wet ass pussy and she <laughs> she suggests that uh maybe she could go and make a trip instead of him like i would like to go and i could do the trip instead of you and i could check the details out and it kind of pauses the make out section session like it kind of stops everything and she's like is that um like why is this idea you know so crazy and he was like it's dangerous out there for a woman on the road um but she's like i've done reviews before using your notes um and i it would be even better if i could write the note write the 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 reviews for myself in my own words with my own research and he's like look it's dangerous out there for a woman alone um and and it wasn't over no control and shit it was like i love my wife like mm -hmm. you know type of thing it wasn't like he doesn't hear woman i'm trying i'm i'm the man it wasn't anything like that it was coming from a very loving and caring concerned place about her safety i like how they wrote this because they clearly were disagreeing but it wasn't in some like like yeah like you said it wasn't argumentative it wasn't raised voices it wasn't right. like you're gonna do what i say you're a woman was understanding yeah it wasn't like patriarchal as much as it was protective right um but you know at that time too you gotta i mean now too today but still at that time for sure you know you have to consider like not many black women had a lot of agency and uh the ability to have autonomy to have their own cars to you know to not need a man not depend on a man to have their own job outside of the house that um where like it was uh not necessary by necessity like it's not cleaning houses or well the way they pay us everyone in this house got to work so we can live in this shack blah 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 he owns his own business um you know and while they're not they're not rich or anything they seem to be like kind of like working class right um so uh yeah so she was like i would like to uh go on this thing he's like yeah i I just can't have you go out there like that you know um so she it kind of ruins the mood she goes to get out of bed but then he wounds her back to bed with some of that uh light fingering okay (laughs) it was implied light touching okay he went downstairs and um he was like you know he was only short for going do the do the uh carpets mess the drapes mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only thing he was sure to say it mm-hmm. he went downtown okay um he was ready to get a session in you know it happens uh <laughs> i mean this is just grown people business it felt so grown like it just felt like it just, it just felt like like all of our parents you know what mm-hmm. i mean like all of us had we the same like like i don't know if uh i should be watching this like <laughs> this, like it's so weird because right. we watch people have sex all oh, the time on tv yes you do but, but it, their sex felt so parental it was just yeah. like like I, I like oh do i cover my ears and close my eyes <laughs> right and walk out of here but yeah he put the but like i don't think i belong here he let his fingers do the talking <laughs> 
Like, come on back to bed, girl. Uh, <laughs> we know what this is all about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take you on a trip, all right. I know. And she was like, now you know we got these paper thin walls. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, uh, D downstairs, and we find out later D is their daughter Diana. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, D gonna be, she gonna hear all this fucking. Like, come on now. And he was like, girl, I don't care. Like, I want to make love to my wife in the daytime. Yes! I want to see your, your face. I want to, he was like, I'm tired of these lights off. Okay. I want to touch that little dangly thing in the back of your throat. Um, and so then he is downstairs. She's drawing and listening to the radio. And then the sounds of her daddy dicking that ass down get too loud. <laughs> yeah, it do. And she was like, oh my God, these niggas. And this went, is gross. Right. <laughs> She's like, I can't even turn the radio up. I gotta go to a whole different room. And then she goes to, uh, the kitchen and she goes to open the window or something. And lo and behold, Atticus is outside coming up the fire escape and she screams like, ah! And that interrupts the senior sex, uh, session. Um, it does. Cause they're like, why is that baby screaming? Right. They're like, oh, hold on. You can't smash these cases smithereens no more. Um, and we find out in this that George, is atticus's uncle and so he's come to visit them first before going to his own house and they they're you know they do the whole like boy you're getting big or it's oh your nephew's home ain't nothing you know da 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 and they're like uh diana was scared and she's like i wasn't scared it's like she was scared mm-hmm. uh and then later atticus goes into safe negro travel which uh is the uh i believe is the store um that george owns that sells this guide and it has other books and stuff in there too and they do some they were working on some cars in the back you know black people shit it was just it, like they do everything up in there i don't know what else we roll cigarettes like what else you need we play bingo we got right. your numbers right i don't know what else they did in there but it didn't look shady it just like Mm-mm. like if you could go there to get like your oven fixed or get a new get a new book you know and what I mean? possibly the candy lady right so um but yeah so uh atticus picks up a book by hp lovecraft because in this universe i guess hp lovecraft does exist he they they have names for the monsters all that type of stuff so this is like um this is interesting meta commentary and he picks up this book called the outsider and others and they talk about um you know because george is like oh you still reading them books huh you know your father would have you know he hated them books and he's like i know um hp lovecraft uh uh when he found out i was reading these books he made me memorize the poem hp lovecraft wrote called on the creation of niggers which was as you can guess racist (laughs) i know know. you don't say it's shocking okay i i know that might have threw you for a loop but on the creation of niggers uh not very flattering man look i hear you i it's funny to me too I, i mean it's strange it's strange to me too yeah you wouldn't believe it okay threw me for a loop to to find that that little tidbit out uh i guess he put it all in the i guess he put it all in the title on that one uh just to let us know my reaction is angry sad and and disappointed. disappointed yeah so 
i'm assuming after he read that poem for the first time atticus was like um uh what well, give me a second computer there we go oh wait what i said computer do it again oh god they fucked up my cue it was going uh, so to move so smooth I, uh, I act like we ain't got an audience looking at us in the face yeah let's just pretend there we go right that's, in front of salad. that's probably the first time you read that poem i'm not gonna read the poem i heard it's mad racist i'm good i'm good too you know we're not here to celebrate hp lovecraft you know as much as we are here to um celebrate this blackness so <laughs> uh but yeah so that was supposed to wean atticus off of pulp fiction novels and shit uh because his dad seems to be one uh an alcoholic later we find out probably abusive and also very militant like the 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 rifts between atticus and his dad were not what i thought they were gonna be about uh we'll get to that later but um so then uh we find out his dad's been missing for two weeks george is like i just thought he was drunk like he'd normally be and then next thing you know he wasn't around for two weeks right and this thing i know they come knocking at my door asking about he ain't pay rent right um and atticus says well he did write me a letter about my mother um and we find out here that his mother has she's dead um and the note says that his father found out where Atticus's mother's family came from and that they should go find out more together. And he was like, it doesn't even really sound like my dad. Um, and it also imply, uh, George implies that this is an obsession of Atticus's father, uh, to like try to find out where the, uh, Atticus's mother's family was from and chase her lineage. Yes. Um, and Atticus is like, yeah, it said I had a sacred, secret legacy, a birthright that has been taken from me in this letter. And the place where they can go find out more about it is Arkham, Massachusetts. Now that's interesting because Arkham is a place that supposedly H.P. Lovecraft made up, but Arkham is, take it's so big in in pop 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 fiction and shit that pop culture and whatnot um like that's where batman yeah i was about to say arkham asylum right all that stuff is named after that is name it's an ode to hp lovecraft oh i didn't know that right so like it's a it's a huge thing but one thing the decisions they made in the show that i thought was interesting and maybe will come into play later why they did it but they say that the handwriting was misunderstood it's not arkham it's artem instead of a k it's a d so i don't know how that's going to play later but i just thought that was an interesting decision because arkham is what it is in all these books and shit mm. right um so then uh he says well it's in it's in lovecraft country um now the thing is and i don't want people writing and explain it because i really do want us to try to get it from the series yes. and so i know this was a book and we we want to avoid the game of thrones problems that we had the first time we reviewed game of thrones mm-hmm. which is people read the books and they know where the story's going uh with the with this a lot of people got screeners so they see the first five episodes we're probably going to do no feedback on this or very little feedback because people really don't know how to handle somebody talking about something that they know where it's going and they're like but you might get this wrong i might and then we'll find out together when it's when when it goes the other way yes, or, it is and it's okay not to be correct yeah i might have a theory on something and it doesn't work out you know i might dislike a character and then they ch- ch- halfway through they i'm like oh i like this character 
the show might do something different than the book does so i don't know and i don't really want to know it compared to the book so if you're a book reader person don't write in it's okay um if you've seen the first five episodes don't write in it's okay if you're just reading all the easter eggs from all the reviews and all the stuff don't write in it's okay just let us we're giving you me and karen's opinion on this show as it develops and that's just a little side note i wanted to put out there because i think that is a potential pitfall that Mm -hmm. to me ruins the vibe of reviews when people do that yes um at least the way we do reviews i you know i I, like you know more than us cool no no problem we're not even mad did you know more? it's okay yeah we like we like not knowing it makes it more fun for us and it's hard for some people to relate to that but um yeah so then um uh this artem place is in lovecraft country and i'm not 100 percent sure what that means like if hp lovecraft only wrote about a certain region of america if the hp lovecraft um uh creatures and shit that mythology if if it is real in this world and they do know that it's real right you know or you know what i'm saying if hp lovecraft is such a big deal in this world that everyone knows hp lovecraft i don't know but i I don't know but the fact that they refer to it so matter-of-factly i was like oh Mm, that is this must be a staple everybody must when you hear that word everybody goes oh okay and of course it's also dope because it's the title of the show and everyone loves when you put the title of the show in the script everyone loves that he's like ain't that in lovecraft country you just look directly at the camera (laughs) 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 the more you know right (laughs) so um but yeah so uh george examines the letter and says it's not a k but it's a d it's artem uh and then atticus goes for a walk and he sees the military signing up more black young men mm-hmm. him, to- and, him and the way the way him and that military dude look at each other he looked at that dude disgusted and that dude looked at him like disgusted too it's, i can't mm-hmm. explain that look was like i know you're in the military he was like uh yeah you about to trick these little boys right they he look like you see right through me and know this is all bullshit i'm signing them up to go get killed yeah because i know i have the military haircut you can point me out well he had a military yeah yeah maybe yeah in the military body like he he didn't have a uniform but but he could tell like that's a military boy he had a very knowing look on his face yeah part of the way he walked and presented himself i am disgusted that's how they both looked at each other uh so that was interesting you know plus it was just one of those it was just one of those moments um where uh the character like they're sending us a message right there you know like the black man in the military Mm-mm-mm. america been doing us wrong from inception putting our boys on the front line letting us die and just message taking our lives yes, that's happened. with a racism of america take our lives or with a race or with the bullets or the the Viet Cong take out you know it was like it felt very deep and heavy right there yes um and then also just because we know he got to deal with racism he's not being treated like a soldier he's not treated like a veteran because he home no. like in america he's not given any level of respect you know mm-hmm. kaepernick no isn't being rankings. kaepernick isn't being told to stand for him uh <laughs> come on message why does review so woke? message it's <laughs> a review too woke uh but then <laughs> a woke review <laughs> uh, so then um he goes um uh he goes to uh uh like i said past the military um 
i think this is also when he sees um yeah yeah this is also where he sees like uh kids playing in the water with the hydrant Mm -hmm. uh to stay out of the heat and a white man that looked like a police officer uniform was shutting the shit off yeah and you know what and as somebody from the south i realized that's a northern thing it's a city thing yeah yeah it's it, yeah it's a northern thing because we yeah, are like a like a big city type of thing because mm-hmm. down here niggas be like you don't turn that goddamn water out wasting the water to you know i know it's shot well like turn the fire hose off well that just that's where you were raised um yes. i still do have memories uh in roseland of people fucking with the hydrant and then we were playing the ah. water so it's just it's like a poor black people thing I, 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 I ain't had that much, but I guess I was a step above because my mom be like, the fuck you doing out there in that water? Turn that water off. Yeah, I don't remember anybody doing that in my, once I lived in, uh, when I was living in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I lived in, in, uh, in there for a long period of time or nothing. My family, some of my family did and I'll stay mm-hmm. with them all the time. But yeah, it, like that definitely, I think it's just like a poor, put a bunch of black people in one area together we don't have pools and shit normally no, we don't so you know you want to cool down beat the heat in the summer you turn on the motherfucking hydrant and we all gonna get wet get wet mm-hmm. um so then uh yeah the white man of course does not play that he was like no negroes go back to sweltering heat and turned off the water um on the little kids but atticus just kind of walks by uh doesn't say anything or notice it or doesn't seem to notice it at the time um and then he walks underneath where the train runs uh on like an overpass and he goes to this bar the denmark vesey bar um and this is interesting because i i i asked twitter because i was like is this made up for the show is the denmark vesey bar is that like real and it was like no that's real that's really in chicago uh denmark vesey hmm. was the one of the founders of the ame church and he was killed and because he was part of supposedly part of a uh slave revolt that was gonna happen and the white man found out about it and sentenced him and a whole bunch of slaves and black people to death he was a free man but because he so they found some slaves snitched and uh i don't mean i don't mean to go into any tropes you can look it up for yourselves it's really what happened it was the light-skinned house slaves that snitched so it was just like (laughs) and then they and then they wonder why your favorite miss tubman was like bitch if you take this trip you either coming with me or you're motherfucking dying it was, one of the two you well, they weren't trying to back. get they weren't trying to get the freedom they were trying to have a slave revolt so this wasn't even no like, no, no i'm talking about snitches oh so, yeah, yeah she yeah. was like either what put like this once you sign the papers it's a one-way trip well he told too many people ah. and so some of the people really like they masters maybe maybe they masters don't was their daddies don't be making no waves maybe they masters was their daddies Come you gotta on. remember yeah. you know they were treated differently they were had biracial and uh, me money no sir yeah and so they went to court and testified against denmark vesey so i didn't know my white daddy i didn't know if that was some <laughs> we sick uh they come to kick us master uh but i didn't know if that was like some um 
like ultra woke like little easter egg but no that's real and i was just like man chicago seems like a dope city so um yeah so he goes in denmark vesey bar because that's where his daddy used to be because he a drunk uh a lot of a lot of implications as daddy might have been a drunk uh if you didn't get it yet (laughs) yeah you understood so uh i guess his dad used to be posted up on the bar there all the time so he goes in to check and another big theme is that um atticus used to be a skinny nerdy kid that wore big coke coke bottle glasses and now he's filled out the military you know he's probably getting three meals every day yes uh you know military uh, take care of things for you yeah well not just that but he seems like he built up his physical fitness uh because he did used to be kind of a a a small weak child and all this shit and also uh because he has some daddy issues that we'll get to later so uh he keeps running into people who recognize him and they're like is that you dick you know all that stuff so uh this guy tree comes up to him and i don't know what is i don't know if tree just a 'er ne'er-do-well or what but tick was not feeling him at all they had some history like I, they, I, they may go into that at some period of time but it was some history there yeah so they was like yeah uh tick was like hey i mean tree, tree was like it's me tree man and he was like yeah i know who y'all man um he's like all right well damn uh what you need he was like is sammy here and sammy is the guy he's like is the guy who runs the bar you know the one with the earrings he here he's like sammy yeah he out back and he goes past him and i think because he was so rude to him the guy kind of chuggles to himself because i think he sent him back there in that moment on purpose Mm. right like well this will be funny then fuck him since you didn't even want to be nice and so he goes out back and sammy is back there in the alleyway getting some head by the water uh getting his dick sucked and uh bye bye dude um Mm -hmm who they're startled when tick comes out there and atticus is just like oh my bad uh excuse my, i'm sorry and turns around to go back in like and uh the guy runs off that was that was sucking the dick and uh uh sammy this and this was so funny to me this this made me laugh so hard especially the second time sammy goes from getting his dick sucked to having a conversation like that yeah he was like this is what the fuck i do yeah but it was just so like i was like was the head that trash was it did it not even feel good i feel like like, we just got started we we, we, there's a moment after you're getting your dick sucked if you get interrupted in the middle it's gonna be a little bit of attitude and i don't need a second to get myself together sammy would snap right back to business like hold up you take something you uh uh you you, uh you macho son right yeah that must have been a mediocre head job and it wouldn't surprise me to go back if like i said him and tree got history so i don't know if tree bullied him or beat him up or something like that and he remembers but he's like whatever yeah i don't know either maybe we'll get to that maybe we won't mm-hmm. but yeah uh <laughs> sammy was sammy like came right out of the out of the mouth and was like hold up let me put my dick away uh you ain't you a macho son and he's like <laughs> yeah he's like you're looking for your daddy you know i i ain't seen him in a couple of weeks he used to be up there laid up on my bar every day and uh yeah, he missed lost, my best, lost my best customer come on uh and he says that basically his dad left with a white man about two weeks ago and the guy was dressed really sharp 
like he could be a lawyer or something like that yeah. and like he like he ain't from around here well he said not definitely not a cop because he dressed too not nice for that uh and he said uh they drove off in an expensive silver ford car that was super fast and he was like to have that kind of money he must have been a lawyer or something he couldn't have just been uh you know a regular person living around there no um so then we get a live song performance by this thick sister in this blue dress yes a chocolate ass she was gorgeous mm-hmm. and then um as she's singing and it's like they're having a good old time uh this light-skinned woman named leticia mm-hmm. this was pre-covid mm-hmm. leticia letty lewis comes out played by journey smollett she gets out of the car and approaches the stage by the way i love when shows do this uh and movies too i like when movies do this too where they have like a big actor or main character and they just don't introduce them for like 25 minutes i like i don't know why i like that where it's just like we are so confident in our ability to make this story and these other characters and these other actors ability we're not even going to show up with like the firecracker character until about halfway in just to let you know like we got this you know um so she shows up and uh just as the woman on stage ruby is finishing her song and she's asking the crowd like what y'all what what y'all want to hear next and they start requesting some white stuff that's on the radio she's like don't nobody want to hear that and she was like you know mimicking how the white people be singing and saying it was boring and shit and so then letty uh from the from the crowd goes a whole lot of shaking and everybody recognizes letty as not as from around there as a good singer and as ruby as her sister and so it's like and she was like well uh and they're like lady let like let us sing and you can see there's like a little bit of tension with ruby and letty yes you can yeah like ruby look like why y'all want this bitch come on stage <laughs> like uh, like this is my time right like here she comes like just a no like it wasn't like over the top annoyed but just kind of like uh he, like, what I, you want yeah, i don't want to make no scene yeah God damn. why are you even showing up like stay in the bag nobody asked you to come up th- up this close right so letty does come on stage they do a duet um with her and ruby a whole lot of shaking and, and they even do, while they were singing you could tell the tension was going on because she was singing something she was like all right now all right, all right, all right. give me the mic back yeah that's another another thing i like another trope when uh the people on stage get annoyed with each other you know uh, it's a lot like living color where vernon and uh cory be doing their thing on there it's kind of like it's kind of cute because like oh yeah we like that you know the band's not gonna break up after the show but you know it's still funny to see mm-hmm. them be like you know treat treat each other like you know like siblings or whatever and these literally were siblings and they're fighting over the mic and it's you know give me the mic and then sing with it and okay you're getting a little too little too much with this and all this shit and she was clocking, yeah she was clocking her what she had on and all this shit so they get out the stage someone else takes the stage and uh after the duet and uh in the meantime everyone's dancing uh tick atticus goes and opens up the hydrant again for the little kids mm-hmm. um he takes diana into the sprinkle sprinkles let her get wet you know his little uh i guess see that's his cousin i guess mm-hmm. and so um um when they so when they get off stage letty uh oh and then we see uh george dancing and we see uh hippolyta being like yeah. yeah like they was like like it happened almost on their street in front of their house like they yeah. the block party was like basically a 
open up the door and there's doorsteps and the party's right there yeah it was just like a cool little black party moment and so then um after they get off stage is when we really find out like uh letty and ruby do have some beef Mm -hmm. um ruby is basically like what you want some money because if you're here for some money i ain't got it and don't think because you got up there and sang one song with me you gonna get any of these tips and she was like no i don't need no money it's not that just maybe a place to hold up for a couple days and she's like okay there it is you need a place to stay and she's like you know basically just till i get on my feet you know i can get a job blah 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 and she was like uh well i'm down at um first of all you can only stay for two days and she's like how am i find a job in two days she was like uh clean some houses or something she's like i'm not cleaning houses and she was like well then uh ruby the the was like well you ain't got clean houses but your ass can't stay here forever so figure something out and she goes uh well uh i'm staying at this and it sounded like uh she was at a boarding house which during that period of time in chicago specifically that was there was a lot of that and especially a lot of illegal boarding and if you were a single woman even more so you were likely to be in a boarding situation Mm. because um one you didn't have that double income right even families was in these situations uh white people were so it was so crazy the racism was so crazy they were charging black people higher rent for much smaller places so they were like sublet places out they would split like an apartment into like two or three rooms and each one would have a room uh and all that type of like the basic one bathroom one kitchen one everything right so ruby seems to be staying in one of those type of situations and she's like yeah you can't stay there forever you can stay there for maybe a couple days and you got to figure something the fuck out um and she also brings uh she says what happened to the house why are you staying there and she was like mama's funeral happened which implies letty did not go to her own mom's funeral that so. and it was like yeah i had money but i had to pay for some shit right and letty ain't put in on that shit either um so then um uh letty also notices tick uh who they like there was a lot of thirst trapping going on with tick in this uh atticus in this episode uh my man uh majors over there like i'm the boy built it was funny because i remember peeping that in uh last man in san francisco because he plays this really weird kind of withdrawn character who's like an actor and but he's like a very aloof and awkward and shit and i remember thinking like first of all this dude's a hell of an actor the end of that the end of the um the ending of that will 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 draw you to tears but once he starts quote-unquote acting in the movie you're like oh my god this dude is a star like just it's like the same thing we see when uh sterling k brown we're just like oh this dude's a fucking star and and not just a star and some like because they can act so well but like all the little check marks that people have where it's like you got a very definitive features uh body and tip top shape all that stuff and so in this in this show they just let him kind of show it off Mm -hmm. so he's running around in a tight white Mm t-shirt in the in the water just glistening all over his body and um and letty notices the only thing with short was him moving in slow motion while the water just rinses you know just bounces off of him yeah all he need to do is do one of those like hair swoops yes or something. <laughs> but yeah so um, only, only thing with show was like freak me baby right <laughs> 
she was like oh he done filled out i see uh you know he's looking kind of so um she noticed that he had filled out and ruby was like yeah that's him you know he uh he's not a little boy no more or something like that but it's just interesting because uh uh i guess atticus had moved away and ruby must have stayed there but also um letty had moved away Mm -hmm. so um but but for some reason ruby was acting like yeah girl everybody know that and i'm like how like how do ruby know him that well that no you know anyway so then um later that night uh atticus asked george how his knees are doing from all the dancing and partying and stuff and he was like i'm just lucky to even have knees at this point uh and so uh george we find out has two shattered kneecaps and he shat he's got his kneecap shattered not from playing basketball Mm-mm. not because he refused to take a knee for kaepernick nope. okay and then he went to the nba bubble no he his knees got shattered from some white people that caught him i guess one the god book put an x on that town because he got his knees fucked up and he's worried that hippolyta his wife wants to start traveling with them because he's like what would have happened if she was there right um and uh so that so that that's that's how we find out that george got bad knees or as they call them on fire starter hot knees is what come on when you get a certain age and knees be getting hot because they so messed yeah, up yeah you get over a certain age and i don't know how you realize but one day you just realize your knees hurt or you mm-hmm. you bent down too long or you crisscross applesauce too long and all of a sudden them bitches start hurting you be like oh shit yeah so george definitely a hot knees all-star come on um so uh they also pull out the atlas and on the atlas do y'all remember atlases on the atlas, come on, atlas. there's drawings of monsters and we find out that diana his daughter drew them she's very artistically inclined uh but it seems that those those atlases we're gonna find out that those drawings match up with some things because there were some coincidences in this episode where it's like that that's what that little girl drew on that map so yeah she had like certain shit had like clan members over them and like death and i was like oh she probably drawing place but she's like don't go here this place safe like i was like oh that makes sense right um so then uh atticus wants to know where artem is george says is really old it's over 200 years ago the last mention of it and it will be somewhere around devon county massachusetts and then he realizes atticus is gonna go after his father he because he thinks that's where his father went to artem and he's like um i'm gonna go up there so uh i need to know the location um but because it's not on the map is no one really has evidence of it existing to the at this time right it's like it's gonna be a crapshoot yeah, and he's Google like don't exist yeah and so he's like um i need my car i need the car woody does woody still running he's like yes you can use the car but also i'm gonna go with you because i can't let you go by yourself because uh, george essentially like you're going to look for my brother um and you're going into devon county you're going into a place that you know is dangerous and plus i it'll give me a chance to like uh i gotta go out to do the guidebook stuff anyway right so i might as well go with you we just make an extra shop stop 
and uh diana because uh, uh, he's like atticus is like you sure you sure about that and he points to the at to the atlas and diana has drawn a grim grim reaper over that area of devon county or whatever uh so the atticus walks home and this time to his father's house and in the background we see that silver ford parked up against a wall and it sounds like the description of the car that his dad drove off in with that white yeah man. and i didn't catch that at first but mm-hmm. later on i was like oh okay but yes uh so then he gets to his dad's house he picks up a copy of the count of monte cristo um which is his old book uh i think movies we made off of that ain't it yeah i want to okay. say the man in the iron mask is made off of that mm. i want to say that uh let me google that but i've heard that name before that's why i thought yeah i want to say that's what that shit is based off of like the three musketeers and all that shit or maybe maybe something around there uh but yeah it's i don't know it's just i think the the county musket body crystal was like this dude that got in prison and all the shit was taken from him and then um he gets out and uh eventually uh gets revenge so um i think that's the same maybe that's two different stories but i don't know it's one of the old stories like that one of my old french stories and shit so um and there's several copies of this book so i'm assuming what so whatever's happening with his father in this fucking book something gonna like it's gonna mean something because it was mm-hmm. it wasn't like one copy was in the house it's like every book was and then he picked up a copy and a picture of their family fell out um and it was his his dad who is clearly going to be played by michael k williams because that's who's in the picture Mm. and then a young atticus and then this black woman that was his mom i guess Mm -hmm. um and so in the closet he finds a shoebox that has a gun in it and takes the gun out then he makes a phone call on a rotary phone to south korea old school phone and had to call the operator operated my nigga i was like oh we going back back mm-hmm a uh, woman answers he never says a word but she figures out she's like you went home you shouldn't have done that and then he hangs up yeah i wonder who that woman is right it's baby mama i'm assuming you know uh so then the next morning uh he goes to leave uh he goes to uh safe travels um uh, safe negro travels or whatever and that's what it's called for real i'm not joking okay. uh he goes to safe negro travels uh to get in the car with his family oh with uh george but he when he's there he sees leaning into the back of the car putting up uh putting packing things is uh letty wearing the tightest pink pants anybody had back in the the, the old negro days mm-hmm. she's wearing the style yeah she like letty is definitely such a character out of a like um like she's such a character out of time almost like a forward-thinking different like uh like they went and got a woman from like the 80s and put her back in the 20s or whatever the 40s or whatever yeah she was like i'm fighting against all this bullshit right like her pants are super tight and she's leaning over she's she's very like ambitious and very like she doesn't mind being the center of attention all this stuff uh even though she don't really have everything together clearly from finances and stuff a place to stay even we see that she's kind of like this forward thing in person and so he sees so now we have both seen both of them check each other out so i'm assuming we're headed towards some type of romantic tension here 
because she looked at him when he was dancing around in the water and shit and then he's before he knew who she was he was like who is this with all this ass oh damn hey lady and she's like you just gonna stay you gonna help me put up some stuff in the car he's like what do you are you going with us and yeah, cause he had no idea yeah and she's like you know at a tick da 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 and he was like lady she's like well, only my friends call me that you still my friend and he was like you was the only girl in the science club with me when i was a nerd so yeah i would say we still friends and then george comes out and um uh with Hipp- hippolyta and diana um and basically he says marvin is going to look into artem for them uh marvin we find out later is leticia's brother um and um they stop by his house later in the show mm-hmm. um and he's gonna look into uh, artem he's he's in some type of like you know they always had some organization back it was like the negro science advancement academy or yeah, something we, we always could find some shit if we need yeah, to. <laughs> some shit he started um so he gonna look into like the historical negro club mm-hmm. uh to find out where artem is and what that shit is about him and his network of negroes they're gonna find it right um and so then um uh hippolyta and diana uh like basically see george off um like you know y'all have a safe trip blah 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 uh uh, diana has packed the atlas into woody in case of an emergency um and then uh they make a they they do a cute little double check like safety kit this that you know fair tire and then um uh they do this little production of george pretending that he well it's only one thing i feel like something's missing and diana's like you don't have to do this every time he's like where's my you know comic book and then apparently she draws comic books for uh her dad to take on the road Mm -hmm. and they don't tell us why it's significant but it is significant that she changed the or that it's called ornithia blue and it's like this woman with blue hair on the cover and i'm not 100 percent sure why we'll probably find out why that was a big change Mm -hmm. or whatever but uh uh, hippolyta is very proud of diana for that um oh yeah someone in the chat pointed out that that is the name of uh um diana wonder woman and hippolyta is her mom in the movie so okay maybe that's the inspiration so then um they travel through the midwest and you know by car long long travels and we get a montage of a bunch of lots scenes of black life over james baldwin in his infamous debate with william f buckley and there are shots of like black segregated life and uh you could see it on the internet because people was putting it together as it was happening but these were pictures from like gordon parks photos and stuff mm. and they basically brought them to real life like the detail in painstaking detail where like the colored ice cream section where it was off to the side and the white families that's a picture uh this the mom and daughter in their like sunday best almost standing out under the colored uh mm-hmm. sign um there's this other thing where it's black people waiting on the bus and there's a huge line because all the black people had to take the bus and then over them is an advertisement for white people with for cars 
for a car and it's got a white family and it's smiling and the logo says world's highest standard of living there's no way like the american way and it's just so like it's such it's such huge irony that these black people are <laughs> experiencing um and so yeah it was like a ode to to all those pictures and stuff Message. all over james baldwin you know as james baldwin basically talks about uh black life in america and what's it like the imperialistic nature of whiteness in america he compares it to like the french um and he uh basically says you know when a black child a colored child looks beyond this and wants to have the same rights that they get you know they're the ones who look crazy to look at this system and think it's wrong because that's how ingrained the bias and bigotry is in america so it was like it was just beautiful like that alone right there is 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 like art you know what i mean um it was pretty and also uh, while they was driving uh letty was like i can't drive and i was thinking yeah but then i thought about it they probably don't want you to drive because it's probably a higher probability that they'll get pulled over with with her driving maybe and it could also well we haven't gotten to this yet yeah. but yeah it could be that it could also be just the fact that she's a woman and yeah. they're men and men driving is a man thing it's just like voting came to men black men first right. you know um so yeah it's like it could it could be a lot of things you know mm-hmm. it could be sexist and it wasn't some overt like we hate women bitch like it wasn't that it was just very much like a man drives it's my car and and if someone else is gonna drive atticus could drive i know she was like well shit I'm, at least i'm doing the music yeah man. you a woman you should but we didn't get to that part yet that's that's actually further down the line oh, um at the gas station um a white man during this montage mocks um atticus because he's eating a banana while talking to letty and the guy starts doing all these monkey sounds mm-hmm. and atticus kind of flicks his banana at them before they get in the car and drive off yeah, um, they had to go get him and in the background there's an aunt jemima sign mm-hmm. yeah and you see this happen uh several times well a couple more times in the in the um show but also like that is one of the things about being a black man in america is that you're under two different scopes you know because you you're you've been told your whole life to be this protector to be this patriarch to be a man and now stand up for your rights but at the same time your rights aren't protected and you they are a danger and they aren't respected and then when they demean you in the eyes of the women of your race like there's it's like you're fighting two things because they understand and they want you to survive but also it's like you as a man feel reduced in that moment you know so like i can't just punch this white boy in the face and you know end up with the death penalty on our way back home but 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 at the same time i can't just let this person do this shit to me in my face as a human being and disrespect me like that and so yeah we see that play out a couple times it reminds but but we learned it from you you had a motherfucking war that you lost and because your men's men's uh pride was shattered so much Mm-hmm. y'all went around a country and changed the course of the american history and put these motherfucking statues over fucking pride for keep in mind men. keep in mind though they're not in the they're not in the south that's true so these but, are but these the these are, are the people the country right these are the people well this is before that but oh. so these are the people that that <laughs> technically won that war against the confederates and treating these black people like this you know what i mean so these are their ancestors but i digress um anyway 
um and then of course they pan to an aunt jamama sign in the background uh on a that's <laughs> just sitting there as they get R. ready to drive off from the uh from the gas station Message. It, it was very heavy-handed yes it was i respect it so then um they leave they and george suggests that they take a detour to simmonsville to check on a place called lydia's which is a place that he has marked as safe to go to in his book but uh he's heard some rumors that there might have been some changes and he just wants to go fill it out make sure they're still safe to go eat and this is why atticus of course has no shirt on on the side of the road giving himself a wipe down as letty takes a picture uh in her camera of his chiseled back mm-hmm. okay uh and letty's like nobody asked me but i could go for a hot meal and then she mentions not being allowed to drive while getting in the back she's like if i can't drive i could at least play to choose the music and i know that camera was expensive for the time mm-hmm. and then they turn up to some bb king um and they they go to simmonsville and as they enter simmonsville the first thing they see is some firefighters hanging out in front of the firefighter um mm-hmm. uh house or whatever the fire what do you call that place fire station fire station okay uh so they hang out in front of the fire station and there's a dog on a leash that is going crazy when it sees these black people Mm -hmm. and you know black people the nigga since started tingling come on it was like what and they be like why why some niggas don't like dogs Hmm, wonder why all right dogs were on the wrong side of civil rights and i will forever hold that against them i'm sorry i'm not sorry uh but then um uh but then yeah so they see these um they see these firefighters there the dog going crazy then they go to where the diner should be but the diner has a different name now now it's simmonsville dinette and they go to walk in and um letty gives some white women some attitude eye while saying uh something about how like this might be the kind of place where they won't serve you or something like that because uh, like i said letty is like from 1985 and just somehow time traveled into this world got placed in the wrong time baby yeah letty is like i'm out for my rights today um i'm not waiting and uh yes i'm giving white women the evil eye okay to they face uh <laughs> <laughs> so they go into the simmonsville dinette and the first thing they have is this really like every trope of the racist place the only thing missing was the record scratch you know what i mean like but that's all we needed was the country music to be like, um so they were like uh a white man was sitting at the diner talking at the counter of the diner talking to the waiter and when the black people walked in he just turned around like well i never like he just he didn't he say his, nothing yeah the the dude sitting at the counter put his knocking down and left in the huff he was mm-hmm. hot i was thinking oh these are cues that y'all probably should not eat here yeah like um i think they should have known when the door chime went off Nigga. Uh, yeah that was that was cue number one right and so he gave them the face like what are you niggers doing in here they both did well no the white so okay so there's a subtle difference the white man that was a customer gave him a face that said what are you niggers doing in here the white dude that worked behind the counter gave a face that said what are you niggers doing in here 
totally different reactions oh, oh, yeah, okay, okay uh because okay. the 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 white man left that was a customer yes he walked off in the hoof yeah he was like well i'll never eat here again i yeah. can't believe coming here with their big negro noses and the difference was the age the 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 younger uh uh boy behind the counter was looking like he didn't know what to do almost like what mm-hmm. what are you like could have been the age yeah yeah could could just be the fact that i work here yes and uh, it might be a problem if i serve you i'm not the owner I, right, so i'm not the owner the older white dude the fat dude kind of leaves in, in a huff the dude behind the counter comes from behind the counter and he's like uh can, can well, what are y'all can i help you and they're like he was sure of what y'all doing here right like y'all y'all sure y'all not from here is you right and he's like uh so uh george is like because he comes in it's like we was just hoping to get a bite to eat or whatever and they and of course it was complete dead silence and so it's like i guess we'll seat ourselves and they sit down and of course of course letty and atticus negroes of my own heart say the thing i would have said which is we don't have to eat here that's immediately i was like yeah this might not end well y'all this don't feel like a we should sit down and eat here moment a safe place when all your black negro senses start tingling like spider-man it is trouble around the corner and you better pay attention and george is having his motherfucking like civil rights moment like like he like george is like this is the stand for the race is having some food in this diner and they will serve me because i'm an american citizen my money green too you are a former soldier and you are a woman of the world we will we have the same (laughs) rights as americans that anybody has okay nobody can take us off of here we didn't land on plymouth rock plymouth rock landed on us like it was <laughs> he like, was having his moment he was like look y'all young people ain't gonna run me out of this place like all this shit for some seasonless motherfucking grits like Come i'm on. good i'm good this is not i'm not trying to die for some motherfucking chicken fried steak that's not even gonna that's gonna be too tough right. and definitely have spit in it you know it is definitely got spit in it so lady's like well let me go use the restroom and the clerk has gone backstage somewhere yeah and they i think they was in the front joking to my if, if if the if he ever we'll come get, back yeah it was like exit stage left and he yes. just he just got out of there and so they were like you know i think uh i think they said they wanted three coffees so it was like if he ever comes back with that coffee i think i'm gonna get this uh you know these pancakes or whatever the fuck and then lady goes back to use the bathroom but she has to pass by like the manager's office to go to the bathroom and she hears him in there on the phone and we don't know who he's talking to Mm -hmm. but whoever he's talking to is he's scared of him and he's like um oh and here's an important note before they got to simmonsville um when george suggested it in the car uh uh atticus said you know on the map (laughs) diana drew some trolls that eat unwary travelers over there eat their bones and they laughed it off okay so uh (laughs) yeah that baby didn't draw that for no reason foreshadowing so uh <laughs> they they go to the um while she's going to the bathroom she overhears him in the manager office and he's on the phone in a hushed voice basically like yes yeah, it's, it's three of them yeah they in here right now no i didn't serve them. no I, I after what you did to lydia 
newsflash lydia used to be the name of that place lydia's ah uh, okay i didn't know that okay i mean i knew that but i kind of i thought lydia like what they did to like the person lydia yeah the person oh okay lydia it was named after somebody named lydia is now the 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 simmonsville dinette yeah you but, you, but during that time i forgot that the restaurant was named lydia too right i was like so oh, he said after what else. you did to lydia not yes. the restaurant the yes. person which what my what the story i'm feeling in is lydia probably was a white person because i think people are probably thinking oh it's a black person a town like this would never let a black person own a diner Mm -mm. so you already know that's not how it happened my guess is lydia was a white person that was cool with serving black people right black people came there and they was like the residents was like nah fuck that you don't serve niggers here and we're gonna get you out of town fuck you up whatever take your restaurant um uh shout out to the Yusef hawkins documentary i watched on hbo um just today so like and that was not uh fucking 1927 okay anyway um so she uh so so the so letty hears this and then it cuts back to atticus and george at the table he's like yeah uh you know if he ever come back i'm gonna order this food and then george uh atticus starts looking around and he notices the inside of the restaurant is painted white and he says uh george remind me again why is the white house painted white and george is like yeah in the war 1812 uh when uh, they burned the white house they had to paint over it to cover the burn marks and he looks around he's like and all the bricks in here are painted white could it be to cover some burn marks and that's when letty runs from back (laughs) from the bathroom before she does atticus takes his feet and he moves like a board Mm -hmm. up underneath his feet Mm -hmm. and you could see like the burn marks of the wood there and he shifted it back Mm -hmm. and so they're having this conversation while lydia is like coming from the back yeah leticia uh so letty comes from the back and she's like get your ass up we gotta go get the fuck out of here right now (laughs) she was like i'm not explaining shit she jumped in the car she was driving george and his hot knees was getting there a little (laughs) too slow and he was like let me drive woman she was like what no like get buckle up like they didn't have seatbelts just like get in and let's go like they have time for none of that shit and as and true to form you can hear the fire engine blaring because the motherfucking racist firefighters was on the case too and if you if it makes sense because if they burn that restaurant down the firefighters must have been the one to put it out uh they, come on they was there to put it they was there to burn it and put it out uh so they come like a truck full of white dudes comes chasing them with guns shooting at their car and then the fire truck gets stuck in an alleyway and then they basically had this chase scene uh atticus shoots back at them a couple times um and that silver car that they saw earlier um uh is pulling up out of uh they can see it coming to where they're gonna connect at a fork in the road mm-hmm. and they're basically like speed up letty because you we don't want to hit that car and they at this point you don't know if they're friend or foe they're gonna right join so the chase cut them off yeah right but you definitely don't want to get hit and knocked out the side of the road going full speed like that right Mm-mm. and uh george was like i forget what he said exactly but something like 
slow down girl she's like my name is not girl my name is letitia look fucking lewis like like i just love that line and the way she delivered it uh yeah he's like damn it girl you gonna crash us and she was like my name's not girl it's letitia fucking lewis um so then uh because he's just backseat driving the whole time it's like george you don't sit your hot knees down <laughs> and the distance so that's when the silver ford comes and the they connected this fork in the road where Letitia and uh, and Woody, the car, which has now had his back window shot out, they they are slightly ahead of this Ford. They they're all going full speed. Then the Ford pulls up right behind them and between them and the truck that's chasing them with the gunman. And the Ford it, it looks like it's almost giving cover for them. Um and then at some point it stops and the truck flips over the car but it doesn't look like it actually touched the car at all there's not a scratch on the car it's like it hit a brick wall yeah it's like it hit a force field or some shit and of course the people in the truck are dead they, they hit that motherfucking asphalt it's a wrap um and uh they had stopped in woody and tick was looking back and goes okay drive drive and as he's doing that a white woman gets out of the car blonde hair blue eyed white woman and kind of makes uh stares at taking them as they drive off and she didn't look like she wanted to attack them or anything Mm-mm. i was oh. like i don't know if she friended for i but i just i was like i don't know if these white men uh 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 fucked her family member over or did something to her personally but she was like you shall not pass yeah they took that l um so then um after this they go to marvin's house um and where they're regaling him with the tale of how the fucking uh Letty's driving made the crash happen and uh and you know and marvin's like basically like y'all lucky to be alive or whatever um so they eat some dinner with him uh he gives him now marvin's the you know negro historical society he just mm-hmm. formed so he's giving them the the rundown of devon county which is where they think artem is artem is mm-hmm. and so he says um it was founded by witch hunters uh from the old country uh they hung a woman for being a witch for having sex with a black man they say it was a devil in the form of a black man mm, you don't say the bbc being evil and also there's attacks happening in the woods they think it could be bears or wildlife they don't know um and they introduced the character the sheriff called eustace hunt who is a racist who has a thick sheet of nc naacp complaints and that's just a third of the complaints yeah he was like i didn't i didn't i couldn't print out everything Mm -hmm. you know my you know uh print you know the paper is like 15 cent each i can't afford all that so y'all just gonna get a third uh and then he's he says he thinks he knows where artem is uh on a map and he says here and it's in the middle of nowhere they don't have any like maps of roads or bridges into it but there must be a way to get into it if it exists correct um and tick wants to go to atticus wants to go to the registry and find a route in the artem and george says okay like like okay you really dedicated to go you convinced your father's there you're gonna dedicate to going to find him okay so uh george calls home uh long distance remember long distance y'all yes per minute running up uh 
running up uh, uh, Marvin's uh, 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 long distance bill. Mm-hmm. And his last name, Marvin's last name is Baptiste, which is interesting because Letitia's last name is Lewis. I don't know if we know Ruby's last name. Uh, we can see there's kind of some uh, skin tone divergence. I wonder what's, if we're going to find out more about her family. I think we will but anyway so george calls home he's barely paying attention to diana shout out to parents with kids i get it uh she's like she's like and then she did this and she she gonna be checking on phone poles on the moon and shit he was like yeah okay baby um, let me talk to your mama let me talk to your mama i want to run up mr baptiste's bill here and then uh he tells hippolyta that he wants her to go with him on the next guy trip together and she said she liked that and then they they get off the phone oh you could tell that that touched her heart it's interesting why i wonder why he decided that after what they just went through like i wonder if he decided that because letitia drove the car or you know what i'm saying like showed that she was more than capable really saved their lives mm-hmm. showed that she was more than capable or, and also might be one of them things where he go it is fucking dangerous to be out here by myself right so i don't know this is an interesting decision I, at this point he pulls out a picture of a wallet of his from his wallet of a woman that ain't his wife and looks a lot like the woman from the picture of Tick's family, like his mama. So I don't know if that is his mama, and there's some history there or something. I don't know, but I don't know why you keep another woman picture in your wallet, a dead woman. Why is a dead girl's picture in your wallet? <laughs> why? <laughs> why is your Why is your dick in a dead girl's phone? I can't remember that. Why is your picture of your penis in a dead girl's phone? um so then um we hear marvin and letitia arguing about money the long and short of it is she got money from him she has it paid back she was supposed to use the money to come down and to the mama's funeral she didn't go to the funeral she said she used the money to bail out some friends uh first she said she saved it and that's how she got down here now and he's like don't lie to me then she says okay i used it to bail out some friends but it's not what you think and he's basically like, i don't give a fuck what you think and it sounds like she's some type of activist so i just took this as she must be the long lost ancestor of sean king because there's missing money activism anger from the black community i mean they think like, about we it we don't want to hear none of your excuses yeah think about it you know her sister mad her brother mad it only makes sense they are dark-skinned mm-hmm i'm just saying and dark-hearted too um <laughs> so then uh uh <laughs> uh tick is like listening to this out atticus is listening to this arguing from outside on the porch and you can tell it's kind of getting to him and george comes out and then they have like a conversation and he's like yeah it's kind of bad and he's like it's not the and atticus is like it's not the worst i ever heard because uh, it sounds like he grew up in an abusive household and they talk about his father montrose and montrose is george's brother and atticus's dad and Atticus is basically like, the last time I was home, uh, me and my dad got into a fucking fist fight because I came home, he was mad I was in the army, a woman came out to interview me for the paper to talk about the experiences of a black soldier, and he was like, you gonna encourage people to make the same dumbass decision you did, and so this time I gave him as good as he gave me, and I whooped his ass, I still see the cracks in the plaster. When I came home, uh, from, you know, I still remember putting those cracks there, and um he and then george tells a story of how montrose 
was he does love tick he just don't know how to express it and when they were kids george didn't do enough as the older brother to protect montrose from all the abuse of their father so we're talking cycles of abuse that mm-hmm. weren't broken and tick kind of is mad that george is even making these excuses for montrose like he's like well then you didn't protect me either like like here's your chance to break the cycle you should have came in and and saved me from his abuse um and uh uh yeah he's still pissed about that shit um and it's kind of interesting because at that point uh tick is angry and he's about to go in the house and intervene in the argument between letty and marvin Mm and what it made me think is is he going to intervene because he thinks it's prudent and it's the best time and he wants to go save her or whatever or is he just angry like he was his daddy and he's about to go whoop that dude's ass yes also like you know because he got this rage inside Mm -hmm. and um george stops him and says that's family business um yeah like we don't really even know what they're arguing about right and while it did get angry it never gets physically violent or anything like that um and the next morning they wake up and they're about to hit the road um to go to that town uh that 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 county yeah and basically he puts it out and was like don't you bring your ass back here again yeah he said don't yeah you like you stay here tonight and then you gotta get the fuck out in the morning um so i think her plans was actually stay like that literally was going to be the end of her trip right there right that was the point she was supposed to be going up there to stay with marvin so all right so they go to the car in the morning um atticus and um george are basically working on the back window taking all the pieces out of glass that's been shattered back there and um letty comes out uh um and gets in the car with them because she can't stay there basically uh and they're going to devon county um to look for artem which is where they think atticus's father is um so then uh they get lost they've been driving around this place all time all day uh everyone's frustrated with each other yes and this is the part of the trip where uh you are like okay this is gonna make or break the trip because everybody's irritated and they've been up and down the roads all of them little dirt roads probably look the same and it's like oh come on before and this is what people don't remember man before fucking this is even before map quest so you could print out like the instructions to get a place so you had to know where the hell you were going yeah this is like you miss a mile marker you're fucked and keep in mind they didn't have a like map to the place they were going Mm -mm. this is just them driving around in a sundown county sundown town like they said that was the thing they said a lot of places are sundown towns this place devon was a sundown county the whole fucking county and had a notoriously racist chef this uh yusef yeah eustace um what was his last name yeah the one that they that they uh oh oh boy toad was telling them about yeah so so this is like the this is what's crazy the racism of being shot in the middle shot at in the middle of the town chased out with guns was not the end of the show that mm-hmm. wasn't the climactic escape that we go okay whoo wow they they made it out of that racism that's the big that's the big chill for the week right Mm-mm. no no that was that was just the middle of the episode that that was not the scariest thing that would happen no it is not um 
so yeah uh so they have this uh sheriff there um that they're afraid of you know it's getting dark and um atticus is frustrated and they know they have seven like they have to get out of town by sundown and so he gets out the car to think for a second and to see if he can see from the road like if he can maybe see a bridge or something they're looking for a bridge into this place and he can't see it letty gets out and um is basically like listen we're gonna find your dad we're not gonna give up but we just need to leave we just need to take like we don't want to get caught on the side of the road out here after dark and just like my brother said it's getting dark they hear some rustling in the woods and tick makes a uh says it's a shogoth which is a name of a creature from the lovecraft books okay so he reads those books so it's probably it's i think we're supposed to take it as him trying to make a joke but obviously this is hard like we know it's foreshadowing right it's a hard thing so um he's like uh, we you know um before they can like pull off or whatever um the sheriff pulls up and it is eustace of course yeah. it's eustace and my heart skipped i was like i like it's like out of all the people that could have pulled him up with this nigga eustace hunt hunting niggas right. so eustace pulls up and we do the typical racist sheriff thing and it is it's so wild because black life in america is the horror movie right it's come on the cop pulling up and what y'all doing around here you know that shit uh you know it's awfully you know what get out the car go ahead now what's you know what are y'all doing here and you know of course uh old hot knees gets out the car they're frustrated with each other but they all have to like you don't get to be frustrated with the police Mm-mm. so george is like you know this is my uh i'm george freeman this is my nephew atticus and our friend Letitia, and we're just passing through and he's like um well you know this is a sundown town right you know what that is and he's like yes yes we do he's like well um according uh i you know if i would have caught y'all out here at the dark i have no choice but to legally string y'all up from these trees and those he's like um uh, i think atticus is like but it's not sundown yet he's like you're right now my mom shot uh by my watch or whatever sundowns at 709 which is seven minutes from now and i was like well we'll just get in the car and get out of here then he was like well you're never gonna make it going south that way so you're gonna have to uh he was like well we'll go north sir and he was like okay well i guess that'll that'll work uh so y'all go ahead and go north because so he they, knows the roads right so they turn around to go north but uh atticus asked before they turn around like is it legal to do a u-turn or so sir and he's like it's not but in this case i'll let you do a u-turn no i thought that uh when they was talking they was talking about the directions he was like oh so you're gonna make a legal u-turn I- no oh, oh atticus figured it out he said so you gonna he was like so is it legal to make a u-turn here and he said it's okay. not okay and he said okay. now that makes sense and okay. he basically because he thought at when atticus pointed out that it wasn't even dark yet he was basically on some like oh you a smart nigga right you know what I'm, like you want to okay de- this makes more sense yeah so uh yeah so so he it was you know it was basically like the white version of the racist cop from boys in the hood Got any drugs or weapons on you? No. I didn't do nothing. 
you think you talk? Did you tell us, huh? You're scared now, huh? I like that. That's why I took this job. I hate little motherfuckers like you. That's basically how he was acting the whole time. He had that whole, that whole vibe. Yes, he did. So he was basically like, oh, you a smart nigga. Okay. And so when he's asking you to do a U-turn, he's like, nah, I might let you do a U-turn if you ask me nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you say pretty please, it's like, Can't pretty please. He was like, nah, you could do better than that. And he was like, say pretty please, may I do a U-turn, uh, like, may i smart like can will you let you said pretty please will you let this smart nigga make a u-turn here and he says it and it's in front of letty and it's that thing again that like emasculation double what you want to survive it's you know it's just that fucked up thing they do um and so they have the most intense driving of the speed limit scene i have ever seen since speed one that shit had my heart right yes it was like speed it was the most intense (laughs) nigga you better do exactly 55 not 56 not 54 i have ever seen in my life oh my god and that was okay and then all of a sudden that nigga came out of nowhere i was like oh so he followed them holy shit and he of course is speeding and he's following them so hard he starts ramming the car Mm -hmm. don't make them crash he knows that atticus is driving and he knows that if he does above the speed limit they will be arrested and pulled over and killed and he also knows that if they don't make it out of town before that sun goes down they're gonna get killed and it's like we have to cross over the tracks and they they do cross over the railroad tracks exactly at like 709 making it out of town they celebrate then they turn the corner and the the road is blocked off by cops with guns and it turns out the sheriff was just pushing them into a trap yeah just fucking with them right um and so then they take the take the black people out of the car and march them into the woods in the middle of the dark night in the middle of motherfucking nowhere the same woods where mysterious attacks have been happening from bears and maybe mountain lions i don't know where this you know this might be a reason why niggas don't like to be lost in the woods or like the woods uh this is definitely not this particular moment but like when people say black people don't like camping uh this is this is why yeah i don't the woods have never belonged to us we've Mm -hmm. never had the autonomy in america to be allowed to be feel safe in the woods not just from animals but from white people come on uh so then the cops throw them on the ground in the dark woods accuse them of being burglars atticus is trying to reason with them and shit and they're like let me tell you what you're gonna say okay there's been burglars around here you're gonna say we're not from here we're just passing through he was short of you fit the description right he's like you're clearly not here we looked at your car he's like and then one of the deputies like it could be stolen i'm like this nigga ain't no help and he's like you know you gonna say you know that that we just got the wrong people blah blah and and so attic is like look it's just a misunderstanding my uncle's right sheriff hunt please and he said wait now he's like you have he's like you can search the car you know if you want to you won't find anything in there and it's like did this nigger just give me permission to search his car 
he's like how you know my name too right i'm like man kaepernick's know your rights campaign didn't make it to this part of the woods Mm-mm. and then uh he goes and how'd you know my name if you're just passing through and they're like no nah, you know my name never bore about they're about to kill him and then they hear some rustling in the woods the same rustling from earlier yes except then they hear some weird ass velociraptor type sound yes like they was making all kinds of weird ass chirps and shit that did not sound like any animal because it was like oh it's probably just a a, a bear or something it was like, a wolf uh, or something. yeah it's like it was like i was like nope that's not any that's no bird mm, that's that sound like bear, that that's not a wolf <laughs> um and then the uh, creature jumps out of the woods it has a bunch of eyes we don't know well, i don't think i've seen it at yes first. yes i i did okay now it first. has a bunch of eyes it is fast as shit it has a huge fucking mouth and that's all you can tell because it's on the screen for about 0.3 seconds yeah that's why i didn't see as the it, eyes as it literally devours a sheriff except for his fucking arm and all you see is the arm hit the ground and i look like holy shit what just happened and the arm was holding a flashlight yes and it lands on the ground in front of uh the three of our heroes who are laying prone and covered in blood now uh from the sheriff they got juiced (laughs) right in front of them and i love this scene because obviously the sheriffs are all panicking and shit but atticus uh, basically looked at leticia and georgia said run because their attention is on some other shit like you're gonna have to shoot me in the back officer because i'm not dying out here by no motherfucking uh many eye velociraptors Mm-mm. um so they start they scarier than y'all they start running but george gets knocked back down to the ground by accident and he just lays there because he got them hot knees <laughs> come on he's like you know what you know what let me stop drop and roll I'll, I'll just i'll just stay right here this right here actually might be the safe place this is the age where you fall and you just need to get your mind right for a second come on get your mind your body your soul your spirit you need to rethink everything about your next actions and so the cops turn around with the shotgun and the flashlight as they're running from the creatures and when it turns when he turns around with his flashlight on his shotgun the creature ducks off so that's when i was like oh i think the creatures might be sensitive to light because why the fuck else wouldn't it just fucking kill him because okay see, it's I not didn't... like he shot the creature it was right when he turned and put the light on it it just ducked out of the way okay um and so then back at the original oh and so then letty and tick make it into an abandoned house mm-hmm. and they close the door and he goes what about george we gotta get george and she's like get your ass in <laughs> yeah she was like nope like we can't save george we dead <laughs> we won't be no good to him dead and back at the original <laughs> scene of the murders that or the that was gonna be the murder scene george prized the flesh flashlight from the cold dead hands of that cop come on and then the cops for the cops back at the abandoned house that letty and tick found force letty and tick to let them in yeah they shot a hole through the door yeah they was like we ain't opening shit they mm-hmm. shot a hole through the door it's like okay let them in so they let them in then they was like no now you know vote barricade the door and all these other deputies have been eaten so it's just one deputy and then the sheriff the sheriff has been bitten and his fucking shoulder is almost gone yes like whatever bit him bit him hard as fuck i don't know how he's not dead and it's super gross and he's like you know yelling at them and shit I was um, like, you still racist. Oh, okay. We, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna keep this racist thing to the grave. Right. Still holding his shotgun. 
um and so they argue for a little bit about what to do because you know attic is like we we gotta go i gotta get george i can't let him die out there right and they're like you're not opening that door and he was like we gotta do something you know can't stay in here blah blah blah. and then uh they hear one of the creatures on the roof and atticus is like i'm going to get george and in the meanwhile we see george walking through the woods with the flashlight slow as hell on the hot knees <laughs> and i'm not gonna lie i thought george was dying because george <laughs> said lady could uh he said hippo lighter could come with him on uh the next trip oh, and i Lord. said and then he looked at a picture in his wallet and that was all the telltale signs of a motherfucker finna die <laughs> everybody know that rule you about to die whenever you start thinking about the reminiscing the family yeah you know when i get back home i got a sweetheart waiting on me mm-hmm. you know she's sally she eyes like auburn cotton fields and you're like this nigga gonna die <laughs> being adorable and shit black love y'all i said he's a dead man so i was shocked that this motherfucker was walking through the woods with the flashlight I said, okay, well, he won't be making it to the house, so what are we gonna do from here? <laughs> right! They got just two of them now. But one of the cops looks outside and says, somebody's out there! As they're arguing over if Tick is gonna go and try to save George. And they open up the door, even though the officer's like, I'll shoot you. He's like, if you shoot me, the creature's gonna come. So, what the fuck? Yeah, you're gonna draw him with the loudest yeah. noise. So they, so, uh, and the creatures clearly communicate by, uh, it sounds like they communicate by, um, sound um and so they let um they let george in and george old poetic ass uh is in there and um they argue a bit more and then they hear the monster on the roof and he goes listen to them children of the night what music they make and of course the sheriff reading them books the sheriff's like and that's a line apparently from bram stoker's dracula oh okay right i i I don't i didn't know that on my own i uh Mm-mm. i read it in a, a review or something like okay. that or like an easter egg thing and so it was like um uh the so he says that line from that book and i think at that point we're supposed to recognize these kind of things may operate on the same uh type of uh rules as as vampires kind of mm. so, something like that we know they are afraid of the light um that or they can't come to the past light um so uh and and so yeah so the the, of course when he says this the the racist cops is basically like what's this nigger on about you know they they never listen to the advice of the blacks yeah negro language what are they talking about so uh they was like and he was like i got here with just this flashlight and i think they're afraid of the um of the light and so attic is like we just need more light we where are the cars and the racist sheriff don't want to tell him shit but the deputy's like they're about a quarter mile down the other way he won't die and he was like uh okay well i'll go to to the cars i'll get some flashlights and the headlights on the car it might it might be able to keep the creatures off of us and flares and shit like that and the racist sheriff's like no you you too smart you smart nigga too smart for your own good you probably just leave us here to die get in the car drive off you're fucking racist right of course he's racist and it's what he would do right so much of racism from white people is what they would do but aimed at black people right you, you live off the government and you're lazy live off of other people's hard work you mean like slave owners uh yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> your rapist i don't know there's a lot of light-skinned black people around here you used to own like it's just you know it's always just we would do a date but but we're the ones that are evil um and so he makes letitia go make letty go and it was so the scene was so dope to me because it was so intense tick was ready to die to do like he was like no fuck that i'm going well shoot me then and she's like no i i have to do it i'm gonna do it and she he's like pulls her to the side and he's like listen um you could do it okay you just you you like you just get there you concentrate you do this blah 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 and she's like you don't even seem scared they teach you that in the army and he's like i'm not scared because fear is not gonna save us right now you are Mm -hmm. and she looked like do you know how many marches i've had to run away from Mm-hmm. i got this well she well she looked scared to me i mean yeah she looked scared but when he said that her, i mean it was just it was wap okay she she was like okay i hear you sploosh and so then she ran to the car and the spirit of the ancestors was behind this woman okay like i looked behind her and in the sky you could see flojo and harriet tubman over her shoulders compelling her to run with all the speed she was running like you run when your mama tell you she needs some milk and she forgot it and they are scanning the groceries and your black ass better be back before that woman rings up the last item she hit the fucking tom cruise run on this shit like the form was perfect i don't know if she had high heels or not but you know normally when we see a woman running in a hard situation it's tripping and falling over the roots of trees and, and high heels breaking this wasn't no slow run she no. was fucking sprinting she ran her ass off i would love to see the behind the scenes of them and how they shot this but she ran she had that tom cruise run that's what i just said <laughs> yes that is what i just said so she ran to the car and um she turns on the headlights uh because the creatures are out there and they're after her um and uh in the meantime uh while they're in the uh house with the racist sheriff and the racist deputy the racist sheriff who's been bitten on the shoulder starts coughing i was like oh got that COVID 19 right he was like niggas i still hate him never had the same rights as me it's a niggas fault i'm sick and so he starts coughing and so they tell the deputy something wrong with him like what's wrong with your boy and he's like sheriff you all right and the sheriff's like i must eat blood and so that's when uh george is like it's just like the vampires what happens when a vampire bites somebody they turn into a vampire right and he tells atticus get on this side of the room with me and the sheriff and the deputies are the only ones with guns right and so they tell the deputy shoot Shoot this nigga you're the only one with the motherfucking gun and it was so it was honestly like how black people are in the movies when we watch a horror movie they were watching the horror movie happen to this white man who apparently wanted to shoot everything but this 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 creature as he see him form into something that's not a man right it is honestly the benefit of the doubt that white people get that black people never do that killed this man that killed Mm -hmm. this sheriff because he but they turn yes but the thing is they don't turn into they turn to monsters they don't you can't physically see them 
that's why they won't shoot them but in this case he actually seen the monster shoot the bitch shoot him yeah he had all the evidence he needed to but he was like why shoot him when i can take him out the burger king okay uh <laughs> he's not a monster to me uh and of course the the sheriff monster kills him it bites him or whatever and then the sheriff monster is gonna kill atticus and um george uh atticus gets the shotgun shoots it in the back it does not really phase it mm-hmm. it turns around and before he can uh kill it he turned around like oh that tickled before he can kill it we cut back to letty letty is in the she's gotten into the car in the woody and the creature is afraid of the, the light headlights so it jumps into the into the into the trees then it lands again on the hood past the headlights mm-hmm. and she flashes her camera at it and that is what makes it jump off and then she drives the fucking car directly into the building yes. into the door of the building she even blows her horn and boom goes through the building um she uh george um atticus leaps out the way but george is kind of knocked out they pull him into the headlights so he'll be safe and then they take flares and throw them all around the car in the front of the um house and then the creatures get a signal from a creature that appears to be the one in charge Mm -hmm. like something called them Yeah, yeah and and then they all disappear in the morning they wake up covered in fucking blood yes walking down the street and i was like i was like oh shit they don't have a car because she crashed it right they walk down the street and they walk under a bridge uh well uh, they walk down a bridge and they are done and this whole time i was scared to death i was like they all covered in blood Mm mm-hmm i was like they're still in this this fucking evil ass place i was like somebody gonna pull them over and it's gonna be a motherfucking problem right but they have now crossed into artem it is said so apparently they're in the middle of nowhere now and they're just walking and they walk into artem and covered in blood once again uh the creatures very upset they didn't get to try some dark meat and (laughs) it's like i I like thighs uh and so they walk up to what appears to be like a castle-like mansion which is also i remember being drawn on the atlas several of those and the silver car is parked there in the driveway of this mansion the silver car that saved them and um they knock on the door it opens up a dapper white man answers and says we've been expecting you mr freeman welcome home and then that's the end so that was it that was the episode man that shit was crazy i don't know what the fuck to expect what are you looking forward to next week uh what happens like Mm -hmm. y'all y'all basically uh go to this harry potter's house and we try to figure out what the fuck is happening who are these white people yes why are they protecting you yeah how did they know you were gonna get there and of course you know this is very coincidental blah 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 i get it i'm not like yeah i'm not saying it's the best fucking most complicated writing i've ever seen in my life but oh refresh you froze baby oh i'm gonna freeze all right on these niggas okay uh they can't see me i'm still not back you just froze mm. all right well and yeah, painted nice. to some people oh for real Mm-hmm. Mm. all right let me refresh then okay give me one second i should pause this uh but yeah so technical difficulties fixed but yeah so uh i'm looking forward to seeing who the white people are um and what that's got to do what that match has to do with anything um 
how that fucking car works that made them crash without touching anything right um so i think those are the things and they show preview for the whole like little clips of the whole season so it looks like we will be seeing ruby more and all that stuff so i i want to see all that but mostly just want to know what's going on in that mansion and where is his fucking father like where's michael k williams what is he doing um like who was he did it was that white man to answer the door the guy he drove off with like i, I want to know all that stuff so i'm looking forward to it um so thanks for check hanging out with us everybody in the chat it was fun it was. um and we'll talk to you guys soon um saturday will be our feedback show uh balls esports will be tomorrow and the nerd off should be friday so until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.